0: Welcome to the Be Body Empowered podcast. I am your host and functional nutrition and lifestyle practitioner, Jessica Vargas. This podcast was inspired by a passion to empower highly ambitious women in realizing their full potential to step into a powerful and thriving lifestyle through mastering their own health. It is my intention with each episode to educate and inspire you to take bite-sized steps to improve your well-being, reverse chronic illness, and create self-advocacy, one body system at a time. When a woman feels good in and about her body, her potential is limitless and the ripple effects expand beyond imagination. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. there. Welcome back to the Be Body Empowered podcast, the podcast where it's going to be your go-to for all things functional nutrition. What I'm going to talk about in this episode is something that is really important for my audience to understand, and that really comes down to dogmatic or generalized approach to nutrition. Particularly in this episode, I want to talk about dairy. I know dairy is one of those foods that many people are wondering, should they eat? Is it okay to eat? How much of it should I eat? There's a lot of fear going around about the inflammatory properties of dairy. Uh, People that say that raw dairy is actually okay, it's the conventional dairy that's the problem. And so I find when many people come into my practice, they are quite confused about food, and rightfully so, because let's be real, there's so much advice floating around the internet. And what I want to say to that is a lot of the advice that's floating around the internet is all true but partial. And that's really what I'm going to get into in today's episode. So what sparked this for me today was thinking about my own health. So um, personally, I have, am now in remission, if you will, of my autoimmune disease. But recently I did some lab work and recognized that, and my, let's back up for a second, my autoimmune disease currently is ulcerative colitis. Um, so I did some lab work recently just to check on a few things. To so check on my white blood cells, my white blood cells tend to be on the lower side. Um, I also was checking on my blood sugar markers. I wanted to make sure that I was keeping my prediabetes in remission also, making sure that my blood sugar markers were going in the right direction. But one thing that caught my eye because I tend to do a full lab panel um is that I was showing slightly elevated thyroid antibodies. So these antibodies are indicative of my immune system attacking the thyroid gland, the thyroid um, enzymes, the TPO enzymes. These enzymes, when attacked, unfortunately, can cause issues with creating your T4, your, your uh, thyroid hormones, which of course Uh, messes with your ability to create T3, which is your active thyroid hormone. And so really what it comes down to is it it comes down to an autoimmune thyroid condition. Now, I have not formally been diagnosed. um, So I just want to let everybody know that, A, I'm not a doctor, but I do know the signs and I do know the lab markers that are indicative of a diagnosis for autoimmune thyroid. Once you have a thyroid or once you have an autoimmune disorder, the likelihood of you having multiple autoimmunity disorders is quite high because what autoimmunity is is an overactive immune system, simply put. okay, Cancer would be an underactive immune system. And so I'm on that polar opposite side that my autoimmune disease has caused my immune system, if you will, to be overactive. And so it's very easy once you have an autoimmune diagnosis and maybe you don't work really hard to get that in remission or you don't actively work to live an anti-inflammatory lifestyle or a immune modulating lifestyle, the likelihood of you getting another or developing another, getting, it's not a cold, <laughs> developing another autoimmune condition is quite high. So I always knew in the back of my mind that... um I could potentially develop another autoimmune disease. And so that's one reason why I'm always testing a full lab panel, especially on my thyroid. So what this got me to thinking was there are a few dietary um, suggestions that I follow that I advise my clients who have similar diagnoses to follow. And that's really avoiding gluten and avoiding dairy even raw dairy. Okay. And so I want to give some color around why this is true and then talk a little bit more, zoom out a little bit more about what, you know, does that mean everyone has to get rid of dairy? So the reason why I recommend that my autoimmune particular, not low thyroid hypothyroidism, but my autoimmune particular clients, autoimmune thyroid Hashimoto's is what it's called, um, clients avoid gluten and dairy is because unfortunately, you know, um, gluten, dairy look molecularly similar to your thyroid gland, okay, your thyroid tissue. Why is that a problem? Well, if you know anything about what's going on with an autoimmune thyroid diagnosis, it means that your body is mistakenly seeing that your thyroid tissue is foreign and it's attacking it, okay? So when you have um, more molecules, if you will, that are floating around the body inciting an immune reaction that looks like your thyroid tissue, it's going to cause more of an attack, right? And so the molecular mimicry, and I will try to link in the show notes, the PubMed article that backs this up, is a big reason why I advise my Hashimoto's clients in particular to stay away from these types of foods. Now, Of course, if you are on a healing journey, one of the big reasons why your body had an autoimmune or had an immune reaction to begin with was because of a leaky gut, okay? When you have autoimmunity, you have a leaky gut or you had a leaky gut. So when things go back into remission, when you can bring your antibodies down, um, when you can heal the body, you're never going to get rid of autoimmunity, but you can definitely start to reduce the symptoms and the everyday inconveniences of what autoimmunity can do for your body. And for me, it's generally bowel issues, it's aches and pains, my elbows, my knees hurt. Um, It is maybe struggling to recover from something as simple as a cold. Um, hair falling out, weight gain around the midsection, skin issues, dry skin, oily skin, or a combination of the two, right? So inflammatory, think of inflammatory issues in the body. And so when you can bring your autoimmune diagnosis into remission, when you can calm that immune reaction, then you're likely to reverse your symptoms, live more of a happy, healthy life. So that's why dairy could be something that you would consider removing. Now, the bigger question is, does everybody need to remove it? And this is where a lot of the advice on the internet can get very damaging and be very confusing. So, I am a functional nutrition counselor. I practice functionally. And really, all that means is I like to look through a a bio individual lens when I'm recommending nutritional shifts, lifestyle shifts. Okay. And really, what this boils down to is, if you have something like autoimmune Hashimoto's, autoimmune thyroid, dairy is likely not going to be good for you. Okay. And so, um, that's what I really want to help you guys understand in this episode is that dietary recommendations have to be looked at through the individual lens. If you do not have a leaky gut, okay. If you do not have, a diagnosis, or if you do not have a food sensitivity to the lactose in milk, right, or the casein in milk, um, then dairy is likely going to be okay for you. What I will say to that is you want to make sure you're going with the highest quality dairy. Does it have to be raw? Not necessarily, but you still want to go with organic. You want to go with fewer ingredients. You want to make sure you're not eating, you know, let's say cheese with a bunch of dyes added to it or anti-caking agents. Um, You know, you want to buy whole blocks of cheese and grate it yourself, right? There's ways to reduce the amount of inflammatory added ingredients into your diet, especially if you want to enjoy dairy, so quality always matters, and quantity. So for me personally, I avoid gluten. Um, With dairy, I have a love-hate relationship with it. I love half and half. Like there's something so delicious with half and half inside a warm beverage. So I will find myself from now, time and time again, to maybe include some cheese on pasta or include half and half in my um, in my matcha latte, or sometimes in my coffee. Um, but I'm very mindful of how much and the quality of the cheese um, that I am including in my diet. And sometimes I go overboard and I can feel it in my body. And others, I'm really good at managing that. And I have a lot of dairy-free alternatives that I have been leaning on over the years. One in particular is coconut milk. Um, canned coconut milk is something that I have really enjoy because it's so creamy and it's something that feels like a really good alternative to milk. Coconut yogurt is also something that I include in my, in my diet helps with probiotic health, but also it's just yummy. <laughs> I don't do a lot of the fake cheeses because of the additives, the anti-caking agents, the dyes. So I stay away from like nut cheeses and I stay away from like Daya and some of those other vegan cheeses. They also just don't taste good to me. They taste like rubber. Um, but Really, at the end of the day, what I wanted to drive home is when you are around or when you're reading or you're hearing about um, foods that aren't good for you, let's just say. Some are obvious, like sugar or processed foods, right? Or fried foods, like those are obvious. Uh, That doesn't mean you can't eat those things, but you have to recognize that those are inherently not great for you. But foods like dairy or whole grain bread, right, or organic um, fresh sourdough bread, right, some of these foods are pretty wholesome. And while one, one person, these foods, no matter how organic and wholesome and whole they are, it's poison. And for another person, it's totally fine. And so this is where I want you to kind of take on some agency with yourself and discernment over what's really good for my body and look through the lens of my health. What's going on with my health where maybe this healthy food or this wholesome, maybe um, cleaner version still is not right for my body and then make that decision. And of course, if you are unsure because there is so much information out there, this is where you can reach out to me on Instagram at BeBodyEmpowered. You can uh, reach out to the show and ask for help. I have plenty of ways to support you in learning about what is right from a nutritional standpoint, troubleshooting symptoms, reversing autoimmune um, issues so that you can put those types of problems in remission, live a healthy, happy life without worrying about your health 24-7, and And I can help with that, of course. One thing that's really exciting right now in my world is I'm rolling out a brand new nutrition-focused program called Steady Nutrition. It's all about metabolic health. In this program, we're going to get really, really specific about how to keep your, your, your blood sugar, your insulin demand- at a very controlled level to help with reducing inflammation, to help with reducing energy crashes, to help reverse prediabetes, uh, high cholesterol issues, um, weight gain, can't lose weight type of, of issues, um, you know, sleep, sleep issues, aches and pains, right? So blood sugar balance is at the base to many chronic issues, including autoimmunity. And so because I, I've heard so frequently that my client population is overwhelmed with what to eat, how to eat, I put together this very personalized, customized program. Even though it's a group coaching program, we're going to be personalizing and customizing your um, structured meals that are going to allow your body to maintain an an anti-inflammatory state focused on blood sugar balance. So if that's of interest to you, reach out to me on Instagram, like I said, at Be Body Empowered. And just ask me about steady nutrition and see if it's the right approach for you. That's going to wrap up this episode. I hope it was informative. It gave you some new insight to understanding what foods are good for you versus what aren't and that you establish some more agency, some more empowerment when it comes to your diet and what's right for you. If you need the support, reach out. I'm always here and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. See you later.